Listen up. I won't sugarcoat it. This is the longest cold flu and allergy season we've ever seen, but we're not alone. We've got Instacart. Sure, you may be a coughing snot faucet who just wants mommy, but you're not giving up! Not when cold medicine, fragrant herbal teas, and honey shaped like bears can be delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. Now let's go win the sick playoffs! Daddy, I just want my soup. Oh, sorry, Sport App says it'll be here in, in a few minutes. <laughs> Instacart for the win. It was nothing short of a dream for a football club nestled in the valleys of Kashmir to kick off their very first season in top flight Indian football with a win over the reigning league champions. Well, what am I talking about? Just hold on to your breath, you'll have your answers soon. Hey listener and welcome to a brand new episode of Injury Time. And in this episode, we'll be talking all I-League. And joining me on this very special episode is Debayan Sane from Bangalore. Hey Debayan. Hi, what's up? Doing good Debayan. How's Bangalore weather treating you? Yeah, it's, uh, it's quite good. In fact, just getting back from a game of football early morning, so uh, nothing like it. All pumped up then. <laughs> yeah. And also joining us on the show is Orko Bhattacharya from Delhi. Hey Orko, good to have you on the show. Hey, yeah, I'm good to be back. I can't uh, say my weather same as Bangalore's. Uh, in fact, stepping outside could be potentially deadly now. But yeah, I mean, that's what Delhi's charm is about. Well, that's what Delhi Diwali is all about, isn't it? <laughs> Alright guys, uh, without wasting much of a time, right, just dive right into it. Big match for Real Kashmir FC making their I-League debut, Dibayan, up against the reigning champions, Minerva Punjab. Did you expect the game to pan out the way it did? Uh, well, I mean, looking at the way that Minerva Punjab played their opening game, to be very honest, yes, uh, it looked like they could be right for the taking. But full credit to uh, Real Kashmir for the way that they played. Um, I don't think uh, strategically they did anything too great, but uh, they seem to have the basics covered. They have a pretty decent defense. And uh, once they get the ball up to the front, uh, forwards, then they are capable of getting goals. But yeah, the bigger challenge will really come against teams which are better organized. I think at this moment, Minerva Punjab just aren't playing well enough. Uh, Orko, your thoughts on this game? Did you expect Real Kashmir to start off their first I-League campaign with a win? <coughs> I agree with Divan. If you look at the match, if you look at their first match, uh, they were uh, lethargic. And uh, I think it showed again yesterday. The Real Kashmir's goal, yeah, I don't, I don't think there was anything special about the goal. But yeah, it was fully deserved. And uh, Minerva, yes, we can expect them to struggle this season from the basis of their first two games. Based on the first two games, uh, this was the second game for the reigning champions. In the first game, they were up against Churchill Brothers, a game that ended in a draw, Dibayan. Uh, did you expect the defending champions to start the way they have started two games, just a point on the board? Is this a way you see a defending champion start the campaign? Yeah, it's uh, disappointing, no doubt, from uh, their perspective. But I think this has been a trend in recent years in the I-League. We have seen defending champions, what invariably happens, and especially teams which have come out of the blue and won the league title. All their best players have sort of gone away, been taken up by the bigger clubs. And I think one key factor which is missing for them, obviously, obviously is uh, Chencho Gyalchen. Because last year as well, their uh, strategic, uh, strategic uh, sort of output was very similar. They used to defend very well. They used to, you know, put all bodies on the line. And then they used to hit teams on the counter. This year, they, do, they don't have that. I mean, they're trying to create a similar sort of Chencho role for uh, Nongamba. But he's probably a little too inexperienced to be able to uh, fill into those boots. It'll take them time. But I would expect them to improve as the season goes on. And uh, let's see what uh, Paul Munster, their technical director, can bring to the table in terms of strategy. 
but yeah, um, I think they'll they'll find it difficult this season for sure. Uh, I would take them down for somewhere around uh, the mid table at best. A mid table finish or Minerva is what Dibayan is saying. But Orgo coming to you, another team that has shown tremendous progress so far in this season. Two games on is Gokulam Kerala FC. First up against Mohan Bagan in Kodikod, they managed to draw that game, and then Nerawka again in Kodikod, another draw. Yes. Uh... Before season, when we spoke, Navin, I think I spoke about Gokulam as one of the dark horses. Uh, in the first match against Mohan Bagan, they went down to uh, first half goal, but then they came back strongly in the second half. And even though the goal itself wasn't the cleanest, uh, they, it was fully deserved because they pushed Mohan Bagan, and Mohan Bagan was, a, I think, they took their foot off the pedal, and they paid the price for it. Mm, then again, we saw Bodo scoring yesterday. So these are encouraging signs for Gokulam and two draws. But I think to mount a serious challenge, they need to convert these draws into wins. Dubai, that about Gokulam. But what about one of the giants of football in India, Mohan Bagan? This could be their last chance to win an I League title before the supposed move to ISL happens. Do you see things going as per plan for them? Yeah, I mean. Um... On paper, they have a very good squad, and uh, I'll be very interested in seeing how the uh, influence of Shankar Lal Chakraborty goes. Because at the end of the day, they've just won the Calcutta League for the first time in a long, long time. They've uh, taken a lot of the best players from the you know rest of the I League pool, and I think they will come good eventually. The first game, yes, uh, it was disappointing from them, and I thought they started that match well, but Gokulam sort of uh, grew into the game much better. And from Gokulam's perspective, it was quite interesting to find uh, Antonio German. I think he played a lot better when he was playing with Kerala Blasters. Maybe he just uh, sort of uh, underestimated the level of the I League. He probably thought it would be a walk in the park for him. But uh, maybe once he improves, it might bring Gokulam uh, back into the fold a lot better. But yeah, uh, on similar lines, I think Mohan Bagan will also improve as the season progresses. And as with all the Kolkata teams, I think a lot will depend on how they perform at home. Well. Uh... Antonio German might not have had the best of games so far, but one player who's really surprised there is Arjun Jairaj. Uh, Debai, are you surprised to see this player play this well for the team? I think uh, what you see with both, say, Gokulam Kerala as well as uh, Chennai City, they were uh, given birth to a few really good talents. Uh, Arjun Jairaj has been there, then Susai Raju now with the ISL. Uh, so many of them, Edwin Van Paul. And this is what the beauty of the I League is that there are so many local players, local talents who will be coming up, who will be performing well. And uh, if only for the low profile of the I-League, otherwise they'd probably be talked more regularly as India prospects. And all of these guys are uh, extremely talented. They have that drive. Uh, I-League still is the top division of the country, so that is due respect to it in that sense. And it's a great platform for them because uh, at least you know every game is being covered. People are following it. People are chattering about it on uh, social media. And any good performances will always be noticed. And I think that's where it comes from because... At the end of the day, South India has always produced a lot of good, skillful players. Of late, what they probably haven't had enough is opportunities to play for a club based in that region. And uh, thankfully, that has been sort of sorted out in the last uh, two, three years, whether by choice or by chance. Well, talking a little more about that social media chatter last season, I remember when Nongdaman Aurem scored that crazy goal against Churchill Brothers, if I'm not wrong. Orko, you were there at that game. Social media just went berserk about that. Yeah, uh, it was a Shillong Lajong game. Alright. And uh, yeah, hmm. Nongdama had, had, I think, beaten four defenders on his way to scoring past, uh, I think, uh, Nezhul Chelyu at the Lajong goal. 
so yes the social media did go berserk uh, spectators at the ambedkar stadium also went berserk it was uh, it, it was talked about also you know the debut of uh, floyd pinto as a uh, i league coach because uh, louis norton demandos had gone home that day and uh, pinto he he said you know we go out there play with an open mind which is what he said in the post match press conference and they did they played like that and they they played like that again against uh, tennessee in their first game so i think we can expect a lot more of this from the arrows this season they they they'll be more adventurous they'll concede more but they i think they'll score more as well Well, Debayan, do you agree to that? That first game against Chennai City FC, an away game for Indian Arrows, a one-three loss for them. What did you make of that? Yeah, it's an interesting point that Orko makes because obviously they are a developmental squad, so in that sense they don't have that fear of relegation, and they should play without any kind of fear because for them it's all about uh, you know uh, impressing uh, potential clubs in the future, uh, looking for uh, more uh, opportunities for age group football in India. And in that sense, I think it's a great start. It was a dream start. Amarjeet scored inside two minutes, and we were all just going crazy. Uh, those of us who were watching it uh, in the office, and it was unfortunate that they lost. But uh, that that's what will come. I think, as Orko said, there'll be a lot more adventures. They'll play a lot more open football, and that'll lead to a few more uh, avenues for the other teams to score. And yeah, I mean, I think uh, it'll be a great opportunity for somebody like a Prabhu Sukhan Gill because he'll have to uh, be called into service a lot more. And just uh, just to finish off that uh, chat about uh, Nongamba's goal, I, I wonder why that didn't feature among the best goals of the season. I think it must have been better than most of the goals that Salah scored. Absolutely. <laughs> well, that about Indian Arrows, but what about their opponents in that opening game? They buy in Chennai City. What do you make of it? Too early to rule them out, or too early to state them as a title contenders? Yeah, I I don't uh, know. I mean, you never know with I League, but uh, I don't know if they'll be ready for title contention. But I think uh, they have shown over the last couple of seasons that they are a team which improves. They are a team which learns a lot from their uh, lessons, and I think I think they should have a decent finish. I don't I don't know how high it will go, but uh, they seem to have uh, at least the basics covered. They have a good Spanish contingent in that sense. So I think uh, they they could be an interesting team to watch out for. Well, that about Chennai City FC. But Orko, coming to you, another team that has shown tremendous progress over the past few seasons is Neroka FC. Made their debut last season in the I League, finished second in the league, but not a satisfactory start for them so far. Losing to East Bengal in their opening game and then being held by Gokulam in the second. Yes, I mean I think uh, Glenn Williams's mistake for the first goal it really you know put them on the back foot. and they are being managed by manuel frail who who managed aizol in their first season in the i league if i'm not wrong so they are they are going to be again uh, like aizol in that season played really good football but maybe the results weren't as good because the defense was exposed neroka's form last year depended a lot on the fact that they conceded very few goals and they're very strong at home and they've already lost uh the first game to uh, east bengal at home so yeah i i think neroka might just struggle this year also they've also lost their uh, i think left back don donba to uh, to chennai so uh, so yes i i i think uh, neroka could could potentially finish mid table this season 
Well, Orko predicts that Neroka might struggle these seasons from one Northeast team to the other two Northeast team in the I League. It was a derby day in that game when Shillong took on Aizwal. They won a one-all draw. A clear reflection of how the game panned out that day. Yeah, <clears throat> I think the best game of the lot so far in the I League. Simply because uh, Lajong, we weren't expecting much out of them, or at least we were not sure what to expect with an all-Indian team. <clears throat> but the kind of uh, attacking flair they showed, the kind of combination they showed, this looks like a team which could uh, upset a lot of calculations for a lot of other sides. And this is what you expect from Lajong. I, re- I remember when they played their first I-League season in 2009, they also made the Federation Cup final then. And their strength always was the youth and uh, the local talents that they had. And in a way, they've just gone back to basics. They've gone back to what made them so special to begin with. And uh, I think that bodes well, not only for uh, Northeast football, but for Lajong generally. Aizol, um, I think um, the first game, they looked a little rusty. Uh, they should improve as the season progresses. And uh, by and large, uh, the three Northeast derbies or the six Northeast derbies will probably be really exciting games to watch for this season because Neroka as well, uh, they haven't started well, but they have quality in their ranks and they should improve as the season progresses. Uh, always difficult to bounce back from a opening, you know, uh, round defeat that to at home. But uh, I think they will uh, get better a little bit as the season progresses. Well, fantastic football on the pitch and a fantastic atmosphere built up by the fans in the Northeast. But Orko, I need to ask you this. What is it about teams like Shillong that they keep churning out these youngsters year in and year out? What is so special about the clubs and the teams in the Northeast? Well, Ravan, I was just going to come to that. You know, as Javan said, the game was probably the most exciting. And I really can't disagree with that. So, I have to make an interesting observation. Because prior to the season, we spoke about Aizawal and Shillong. And we we talked about how they were not the best in their local leagues. As in, Shillong Long reached the final of the SPL this time, but lost 3 uh, nil twice to Lansing, which is a I-League 2 side. Similarly, Aizol didn't win the NPL last time and last I checked, they were third this time in the NPL table. So, the local league is, is very strong, is, is, is exceptionally strong as compared to the other local leagues throughout the country. And this, these sides then can pick the cream of the local talent from the other uh, sides. So, that helps. Also, you know, when you're exposed to... Uh, this level of football within Aizol, within Shillong, say you 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 tend to get better. So Shillong's season has actually started before the I League because they've been playing the SPL campaign. So they're in a bit of uh, for them it's it's mid season. You could you could call it mid season when you consider all the competitions that they're participating across. Same for Aizol. So I think these are very important factors that you're taking into account. Well, they buy a little more on that. More number of games tends to make a football player better as he progresses. Do you agree to this? Because even in Calcutta, if I'm not wrong, the Calcutta de- League is fiercely competitive. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, what we are seeing in Northeast over the last uh, 10 years, I would say, in football is the, the explosion of talent. And what they've never had before is that kind of platform to perform at the national level. Because we've always known that there are regional leagues. Uh, the Mizoram Premier League is one of those which, uh, long before I League, had all games covered live. It's got you know television coverage and it's got superstars of their own. So uh, they obviously have that uh, sort of ambition to burning ambition to take to sport. They have that burning ambition to play football, and uh, there is phenomenal amount of skill in that region. All it needs is good you know shaping up and good coaching, and that's what's been improving in recent years. We've seen that uh, with all these clubs. 
there's a lot more local coaches which are getting uh, involved more, mostly at youth levels as well but not not only at that i mean sang sangboy singh pro i think did a terrific job with uh, shilong lajong as well like, you know took them to their best i league finish and the the work that he's been doing with kerala blasters has also been quite visible in the isl so that will only improve as uh, more and more teams from that region join the i league um, as orko said get more exposure to what national football is all about will make mistakes but you will see talents i mean uh, somebody like samuel lalmohan puya who has uh, improved so much over the last couple of seasons he's a much more versatile player now and we saw that in uh, lajong's first game they, they had so many good young players who were just bursting uh, you know onto the scene and they made an impression in their first game already and i think a lot more of them will become household names by the end of the season well uh, the i league might not have a bright future from what we understand but players in shillong the teams in shillong definitely have primarily because of the regional leagues that happen in that region well guys that's all on the wrap up of the first game week of the i league but we are not done yet because on the other side of this break we'll be discussing something much more important oh 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 o'reilly you need parts o'reilly auto parts has parts need them fast we've got fast No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hey listener and welcome back to Injury Time, your one-stop shop for everything Indian football. So like I mentioned just before the break, There's some trouble brewing in the I League, and Orko, could you just enlighten us? What is this whole letter that clubs in the I League have written to the AIF? What are they demanding there? So, uh, as you know, Naveen, uh, the I League provides a subsidy for uh, the the clubs, uh, travel subsidy and uh, other miscellaneous uh, subsidy involved here. So they wanted more because last year, if I'm Ron wrong it was 75 lakh per club and uh, this year uh, it's uh, 45 so i think they also demanded uh, better uh, broadcasting from the uh, from from star and uh, i think they wrote uh, clubs accepting uh, east bengal mohan bagan and chelsea all the i league clubs wrote in to the i league asking for this well dibayan coming to you first up that about the complaint that i league has filed with the aiff Sub- subsidies coming down that's a big big blow for the clubs especially these clubs in the i league struggle with money a lot than their cash rich counterparts in the isl isn't it yeah but you know i'm actually going to play devil's advocate here and i don't know if i'll be very popular on the panel <laughs> but uh, yeah i have to back a little bit for aiff and i i also did uh, reach out to a few people at the uh, all india football federation so what exactly happened here is that uh, the last i league season uh, there was an increase in the subsidy which was given out to the club but uh, the primary reason for that was that there was a new club joining in i think gokulam kerala would have been the one joining in 2017-18 so there was a fee that was paid by that club which increased the central pool that aiff had to give out to all the clubs So that hasn't happened this time. Obviously, there's been only a promotion for uh, Real Kashmir. There's been no new club joining the I League as such, and um, that has obviously affected the overall pool. And I think the second uh, question is the larger question. Generally, is 
you've got to look at the future of the I-League. And of course, there should be uh, equal marketing. And that's the responsibility of AISS and essentially their marketing partners. I mean, uh, those who must not be named. They are <laughs> in control of football right now. So it's, it's really their call because ISL is also their product. And if they have to look at I-League as their own product, then they will give it more uh, nurturing and development. But at the end of the day, I mean, if you view it from a fan's perspective, an Indian football fan, you know, uh, we've been actually crunching numbers at ESPN over the last uh, few weeks. ISL attendances are dropping. ISL ratings are dropping. I-League is on the up. I-League numbers have actually practically doubled over the last season. This season has begun very well. So the fans are doing their bit. The clubs are doing their bit. There's nothing much that has changed. If anything, you could theoretically say that the best players no longer play in the I-League. But the league is in a in the pink of health. And that's where we have to send out this message that we are backing this league. And the ISF, I mean, in their infinite wisdom, they might look to close this league down at some stage, which is probably why they don't want to, you know, put too much money into it. But we just have to back it up from our end. We have to make sure that we make noise on social media. We have to make sure that we watch every game. So it's a positive development, at least that Star is showing it or the Hot Star is streaming most of the game. I think they are at the moment uh, planning to show every game, which is a great development as well. Uh, the things like having it on HD and all, I think those are tiny things. And in a sense, you can see that, you know, the division between the newish, newish clubs and the older ones. I think the older ones probably, they also have a backup plan because most of them think that they will be in the ISL tomorrow anyway. But uh, let's not get too much into the nitty-gritty of that. I think what the issue here is of communication. I think... What seems to be the case is maybe the IFF is not communicating enough with these clubs. Uh, from what I have often found when I've reached out to some of these club owners is that they don't get enough letters on time. But I think there's always two sides to every story because then the IFF claims that, yeah, we've sent the letter, they're, you know, they're not telling the truth. So I don't know whom to believe, to be very honest. Well, uh, Orko, how do you respond to this? Uh, Devayan says it's a lack of communication that has created all this problem. But how do you see this whole problem affecting the league if it... Will in the coming days. He's not wrong on this that there's a lack of communication because I was at the meeting, the meeting last year of the I League clubs that decided that they wanted to increase the number of foreigners. So how it went down was very bizarre because inside, I think all teams agreed to it. It was a proposal mooted by East Bengal and Mohan Bagan supposedly, and then they came out and said no, we don't want that many foreigners in our league and then they had a compromise and it was increased but not to the extent that Eastern World Mohan wanted. They wanted on par with the ISL. Yes, there is a lack of communication. It is very, uh, you know, it is very clear. It's also very surprising because uh, today some of these people have posts which are pretty high up, up the football uh, chain. If you look at uh, Larsing Neil Sevan, the owner of Shillong Lajong, he's on ASF's uh, development committee. Uh, you have uh, Rohit Ramesh, who's now uh, heading the Chennai football. So, you know, you, these, uh, Rohit, uh, sorry, uh, Robert Royte of Aizal works very closely with each and every club in that region, you know, in order to promote Mizoram football. So, I, I don't know why this lack of communication is but it's not new. And uh, there, one possible factor could be that the league's uh, fixtures are only announced in three weeks. Or last time it was actually 10 days. 
prior to the league start and uh, ranjit bhai raised this point in the past saying you know we don't get enough time to coach sponsors hence they might have to fall back on subsidy so yes if the fixtures will probably be released a month or two months in advance like we see for the isl this could help us all parties concerned well devine a little more on that especially on the subsidy front how much of the onus falls on on the clubs themselves to fund themselves rather than depending heavily on the subsidy that comes from the center yeah i mean again i'm going to sound a bit like an old timer <laughs> you know in the in the good old days of the national football league and everything it was understood that uh, running a club in india is basically a csr activity you really don't look at the you know profit and loss side because there's nothing much in it i mean you are putting in a lot of money and what you're getting out of it is probably a fraction uh, if you win every uh, trophy in the season if you compete in asia and everything you get in sponsorships and everything it probably works out to about 1/5 is what you recover so that was conventionally the economics which worked at that point of time i think that being said indian football has moved on from there uh, there's probably a better revenue model i'm not sure about it but there's probably a revenue a model which is slightly more uh, elaborate and slightly more profitable for uh, ifl but for i league there's still a long way off again and that's why i repeat that point that it all depends on whether eifs and ing reliance i mean we know where their stand was 2 years ago they didn't want i league to be the premier league of the country and they wanted to relegate it to the second division but whether that happens or not uh, from what i understand afc has sort of given them pretty much a sort of you know free uh, a leeway to do as they please and that might happen sooner or later um yes a lot of purists are upset about the fact that there is you know a closed league at the top of the division but you if you reverse it and think from it from the perspective of the franchises when they are putting in good money into it maybe they don't want to uh, you know open the risk of uh, getting relegated and having to compete in the second division <laughs> by default so it's a very complicated situation and there are no easy answers i think what's also working a lot in the favor of iss at the moment is that thankfully the national team is doing well so sometimes that brings in a lot more positive spin on a lot of things you know uh, they played china they didn't play very well but they came away with a little <laughs> draw so a lot of people are looking at the scoreline and saying wow we competed with china i mean people obviously didn't watch the match enough and didn't see all the number of times the chinese players uh, rattled the crossbars but uh, these are things which are just helping you know push away a lot of things under the carpet brush them away and uh, defer a lot of uh, debate about the state of indian football itself uh, for a later date maybe after the asian cup but i think all of these uh, decisions have to be taken and unfortunately uh, aifs fans are tight because in 2010 they signed a deal for 15 years if my memory serves me right so in 2025 it will be as per what the marketing partners want and i don't think technically they want the ili it's a very uh, unnatural compromise they're doing by allowing it to go forth and if you recall the recent press release about uh, this being the third best uh, ranked uh, league in asia or something and then somebody just put it or i think it might have been or could somebody put it on there was actually the third best in alphabetical order so that's the kind of uh, you know i mean it's just the kind of nonsense we sometimes have to shift to and we just have to keep our eyes on the road and make sure that uh, indian football is getting to the right places if iss isn't doing its job from time to time then it's up to us journalists to just remind them that yes you know uh, they are catching your bluff and this is uh, things as they stand so it seems like as long as the national team is performing this volcano of problems that is staring down at indian football in general 
just might not erupt well guys that's all we have on this episode of injury time dubai and thanks a lot for joining us and sharing all your thoughts on the hot topics from the world of indian football thanks thanks and also like always it was pleasure listening to you talk indian football yeah thanks for having me on this show. and hey listener thanks a lot for being on the show this long next week we'll be back again with two shows one on the isl another one covering the i league until then have a great week and enjoy the game <laughs>